Hello everyone, welcome to Conversations with the Real Estate Redhead. Today I'm going to come on and it's just me by myself. I just want to kind of talk to y'all a little bit about how to get your real estate license and what that looks like in the state of Texas. I've had countless people ask me, you know, how to get your real estate license, how to get started. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of put it all together for y'all and, you know, one podcast for you. So it'll be a good resource for y'all going forward. Um, I'm not going, there might be a small detail that I miss or a small detail that I leave out. Um, but as of January, 2022, this is how you, um, you know, go about getting your license and how I went about going about, about getting mine. I've <laughs> I don't remember how I did it because I did it so fast and I just wanted to get it done. So I literally, when people ask me, I literally do not remember. Um, all I remember is saying I wanted to do it, buying the classes, passing all of the stuff, taking all the tests and doing it as quickly as possible and then waiting for forever for everyone else to do what they needed to do so that I could get my license. <laughs> and what I mean by that is like you have to do a background check and you have to wait for it to come back. You have to send in all of your certifications after you take your courses and wait for it to come back and you've got to wait for for the clear to take your test and it's just a lot of waiting um and your girl is not patient so it just seemed like it took forever for all the things to happen even though I got my license really fast um so we will start with the first part you have to choose a let me look at my notes again you have to choose a qualified education provider and what that means is you can you can go from anywhere from like a community college to an online course it just depends on what you want and where you're located. So down here in South Texas, you know, we've got a community college here, but we also have a lot of online resources as well. Um, I chose Champions for mine, and Champions has a lot of different um, courses. You can do like an interactive online video one. You can do textbook only where you just have access to large PDF textbooks. You can go in person and um, go to like in-person classes with them. Um, you can also do like proctored stuff where, you know, it's like on Zoom. And every single um, section you choose has a different cost associated with it. It just depends on what's going to be the best fit for you. Um, whenever I did it, I choose the least involved one possible because I was going to be doing it on the side after work whenever I got off work from my full-time job. And so um, I just did the ones where you download the PDF. Um what that looked like for me is basically reading through the textbook. This is what I did and do not necessarily, you don't necessarily have to do what I did. All right. But I just study differently than some people. I am a repetitions person. And for me, all I needed to do was pass the test so that I could get like hands-on experience. Some people like to read. Some people are very analytical and they like to see every little thing and go through every detail and remember stuff. And I'm just not like that. I can be very analytical, but in different ways that don't involve reading books. <laughs> I don't read well. I, I, I read fine. I just hate reading. I just, it's not my thing. I would rather, I'd rather listen to someone read it to me than me read it myself. Um, and so anyway, I, for the first little bit, for the first section that I did, um, I, like the first, there's six chapters. There's six different, is there six? I think there's six. Um... One, two, three, four. There's either five or six different chapters. I think there's six um, that you have to go through, and they're really long. And so um, 
you you have to read through all of them and then you have like practice tests and champions is really good about um giving you lots of tests and giving you lots of practice so so each each book i think had like 12 chapters and every chapter had like its own little test and its own topics and like i said i'm very fuzzy because all i was doing was pushing through it as fast as possible i don't remember a lot of details but Champions is very good about about giving you all of the um, things that you need to succeed, and they do a really good job with um, giving you lots of tests throughout. And then once you get done with each chapter, there's a bit there's a test, and then the, each book has a big test, and those tests are proctored online. You've got to schedule them, and then after that, you get a certificate every single time you pass. And the state of Texas requires 108. Um, 180 hours and so it can it comes from lots of different topics some of them are principles of real estate um, you've got real estate finance law of contracts law of agency and then the contracts uh, promulgated contract forms and so it can be very daunting when you get started and it can feel like it's never going to end it just depends on your study habits and it depends on how you want to how quickly you want to get it done um for me, I was going slow and then some things happened at my job and I had nothing but time to get it done because they no longer let me work there because I wanted to do my real estate license. So I was unemployed and needed to get my real estate license. So I got it as quickly as possible. Um, and I just spent all day studying and pushing through the tests. And really, a lot of people may tell you all this, but Whenever you're studying, whenever you're not really sure which direction to go and, and, and what to do, the main goal at the end is going to be getting the certificates for each subject matter because you, you need those to send to the state to be able to take your test. And then from there, you have to pass your test. You can choose whichever avenue you want to be able to pass your test. You can go and study and listen to YouTube videos. Prep Agent is amazing. I listened to his videos literally the entire day before I took my test, and I know I wouldn't have passed if I didn't do that. Um, and then on my way driving to the test, I listened to his videos over and over again because there's there's terms that would stick for me, and then there was terms that just didn't stick for me at all. And, um, like, the different types of estates are still confusing to me. And so I, I they, they all are very similar but are different in small ways. And so um, I listened to a lot of YouTube videos the day before my test, and I just crammed. And all through college, that's exactly how I got through everything. So that's what I just continued to do, and it worked. Um, so like I said, you can choose to do that. You can choose to take your time. Um, you know, it's completely up to you how you want to go about doing it. Um, but for me, I wanted to get it as quickly as possible, and so that's what I did. Um, but it's really important to keep those certificates that you get whenever you um, pass a course because you need to keep all of those and you'll have to send those to the state whenever you have passed everything and you're ready to take your test. Um, while you're waiting to take your test, so I think I was trying to kill two birds with one stone and I remember, if I, if I remember correctly, I got all my certificates and I sent them to the state and I think I had to have my background check by then too or maybe the background check was sent automatically. I think the background check was sent automatically. So you can either print these certificates and mail them to them and, and, and wait, which I don't do waiting well, like I said. So I emailed them um, and it took a little while to hear back. I don't remember how long, maybe I couldn't even give you a time frame because I don't, I don't remember. I was just trying to get it done as quickly as possible. I did the, um, I did the fingerprints at the same time and you basically just go online and you try and find your nearest fingerprint area, um, you know, place where they do that. And it's a background check. 
at the same time and they do your fingerprints really quick and easy. Um, and then once you get all of that done, you can apply for your license. And um, I think you have to hear back from the state that they received your certifications and that they received your background check. Yeah, there's like an application status tracker tracker on the Texas Real Estate Commission website and you can put in your your uh, your name and it will show it'll tell you how far along you are in the process and like every single day I would just refresh it a few times a day to see like where I was at and what they received um and so basically um whenever you're whenever you're going through all of this it just really feels like you have to wait on everyone else to get things done and for me I just, I wanted to get it done so quickly and I knew, I knew what the end goal was. And so I basically did everything I could and then it was just a waiting game. But the good thing with that is you can try and study for the exam while you wait. So Champions has like six different um, exams for you to be able to study. Whenever you take your real estate test in Texas, you have a national portion and you have a state portion. Um, the national portion is 85 questions and the state portion is 40 questions. And they are very specific and they're very, both, both sections are super hard. And so Champions gives you, I think they give you six state and six, yeah, they give you six state and six national. And what I, and they're like, they're like a lot of questions. I mean, like, like I said, like I said, 85 questions for the, for the national. And so I would go through and I would just take the test over and over and over and over again. And at the beginning, I mean, I was not doing great. And I was like, man, this is going to be a rough ride. <laughs> and then I just kept taking them over and over again. And then I was getting like nineties on every single one of them. And I was like, okay, well, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding, but these few are still are still tripping me up. So then I would go over those. And then there's some calculations you have to know, like how many, um, feet are in a mile, um, or how many square feet are in a mile and stuff like that. Um, and so there's, and there's other calculations. Like if someone wants to know what their, what like their gross income is going to be, if, if a condo is rented for whatever occupancy rate for the year and they make this much and they have this much expenses, there's different you know, calculations to learn like that. But whenever I took my test, there was a small handful of questions that were like that. So don't worry too much over one or two concepts. If you get the full gist of it, then you're probably going to have a good, you're probably going to have a, a good outcome on the test. Um, if you get, if you get worried about, about taking tests and, and it, and it stresses you out, I would try and replicate it the best you can at home on those practice tests and make them as serious as possible because in Texas you have to go to a Pearson testing center and at that testing center like you literally you can't even have on jewelry you have to um you can't talk they give you like a piece of scratch paper and, and a pencil and your test is online is on the computer and so it can be very serious and it can be very intimidating if you have never been in a testing environment like that before. Um, so take your time. You have plenty of time to get it done. And some other, some other tips I have for that, that really helped me is while I was going through my test, you know, like if there's, there's 85 questions, you know, on the national, as you go through, you know, you're on like question 10 and you're like, wow, like this question is really tripping me up. Answer the question and then flag it. And then at the end, whatever questions you have flagged, you can come back to and you can say, you can look at them and say, you know, after you've taken the whole test and you have all of these other you know, like nuggets of info that you've gathered throughout, you're taking your test. You can say, okay, well, 
I think this is actually the answer. And then you can be a little bit more, um, you know, serious about the, 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 the way that you're answering the question. You, you have a little bit more confidence in your answer. Um, the test is so hard. I don't know. I've taken my, in my insurance test in Texas too. And I went through like a crash course with that one. And I feel like it might've been a little bit easier, but it was like over five years ago that I took that test. So I can't really remember, but I knew I failed it. Whenever I walked away, I was so afraid to look at the paper. And whenever I did, I was like, they've got it. You've got to be kidding me. How did I pass this thing? So remember what I've, what I've been told is 40% of people fail their first time they take the test. So if you fail it the first time, it's okay. You have the ability to retake it. So just because you fail, it doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing. It doesn't mean anything. Those, that, that test is, is so hard. Um, it's okay if you don't pass it the first time. It doesn't mean you're not going to be successful. It doesn't mean you're not going to be a good realtor. There are so many people I know that haven't been able to pass it the first time. Um, and it's not a reflection of yourself. So keep that in mind if you don't pass it the first time. Um, but it's to give you an example, and this is kind of how I tell people that are, that ask me that, you know, about the test, if it's like a beautiful blue sky day and the question gives you a picture of like a, like a, like a, like a photo of a blue sky, the answer choices are going to say what the question will be like, what is the color of this sky? The answer choices are going to say like light blue, medium blue, sky blue, and you have to answer which one that is. Literally any of those questions could be correct. And it's very difficult because that's how they that's how they format the test. And there's a handful of questions on the state and the national that are um they're just like sample questions that they're just trying out. And some of the questions are so hard you will literally you just don't even know. I mean, it's so just be prepared for that. Be prepared for it to be very tricky and very, um, they are trying to trip you up. They're trying, they're, they're trying to really, really test your knowledge and your abilities to understand the terms. And a lot of its terms, a lot of its definitions. Um, so just stay positive. Don't get in your head. Don't get discouraged because that test is super hard. Um, but really, you know, the main majority of getting your license in Texas is going to be getting those 180 hours done. Once you have the 180 hours done, you apply to take the test and you do your background check and then you wait for them to give you the golden ticket that you can take it. And then you go on the Pearson website. Once you get that number that, that comes from the state, they say, Hey, you know, you're cleared. You can take your test. You get that number and you put it into the Pearson website. Whenever you go to schedule it, I tried scheduling my test. Like I said, I'm not patient. I tried scheduling my test before I had the number and they're like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> so like it, it, it does not let you through without the little number that, uh, that you'll get emailed. Um, so once you get that number emailed to you, you'll put it in the system. Um, and then it'll let you schedule it and keep in mind, like for mine, it was pretty booked. The, the, the testing center was pretty booked and I was like, well, I either know this stuff or I don't. So I just picked a day and I went for it. And, um, so just, just be prepared with that and, and to kind of go over some of the fees associated with it, let me kind of tell you all a little bit about that. Um, when it comes to your licensing, 
you know, classes, those can vary. It depends on if you want to go to community college, if you want to do it online with very little instruction, if you want to do it online with a lot of instruction. Um, my classes were like ninety-nine uh, $990 with champions, and that was for everything. And it also gave me all of the prep tests at the end and everything like that. But it was very hands-off. You can go, I don't know what they go up to. Um, but that's whenever I got mine and it was the, um, that's how much it costs. And they have, they have all different kinds of, um, on the Texas residential, no, the Texas realtors education website where you go, it's called Trek, T-R-E-C. Um, whenever you go to their website, they will have all of the accredited, um, places you can go to take your test. And they also are like to get your education from, and they also have their pass and fail rate there too. Um, so I definitely would look into that whenever you're trying to, to search. There's a lot of different uh, ways you can go about, you know, getting that. So the actual application to apply for your license is $185. And you have to, you have to do that in order to be able to get the number, to get the code to be able to actually take your test. Um, your background check is like 38 bucks. And then there's a fee you have to pay for your Pearson. And I don't remember what that fee was. Um, but it's a few hundred dollars to be able to, to be able to take your test, you know, let's say like maybe less than 300 bucks to actually take the test with the application fee, the, 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 um, the background check and all of that is probably 300 bucks or less. And then, you know, you've got however you want to go about getting your courses done. However you want to go about studying for that. There's people that I know that have driven all the way from South Texas down here in Corpus all the way to San Antonio every weekend to be able to study and to be able to take their courses. Um, and then there's people like me that just use the textbook and figured it out. Um, and then there's there's other people who like the videos um, that they have, you know, online. So it's completely up to you on, on which way you want to go about doing it, but just be kind of be prepared for the, for the expense. Um, and then something else to be kind of aware of too, after you pass your test and you get that golden ticket, Hey, I pass, everything's great. You have to find a broker. And whenever it comes to finding a broker, it's kind of like a, a two-way interview whenever you do that. So you'll go around to different brokerages and you'll tell them, hey, I just passed my real estate test and or you can do it, you know, multiple different ways. Um, I did mine before whenever I was taking my courses because I'm, I, I like to plan ahead. Um, and so basically I was like, okay, well, I'd like to find out who I'm going to choose before I get to that point. And so um, it's an, it's an interview process. You want to interview the brokerage to make sure they have what you're looking for and they have the support that you want and or what are they going to give you for what you're giving them is basically the way that the interview went for me. Um, and then from there, you can kind of decide, you know, if you want to proceed that way or not, whichever brokerage you want to go with. Um, it didn't take me long to find my broker because I already knew who I wanted to choose based upon my you know pre previous experience with my previous realtor. And um, I was an assistant for her. So I'd already kind of had some understanding of their operating system and the way they did things. And I'm really glad that I actually chose Keller Williams. I think that they're amazing um, and they offer so many things, but you might want to just go with a broker if you plan to do this, you know, really part time and you want a broker that doesn't have very many fees. And, you know, sometimes people will call them discount brokers. You can go there if you don't need a whole lot of support. Um, you know, it just really depends what you're looking for um, when it comes to your broker. But remember, it's not like a, a traditional job interview where they interview you. Yes, they want to see that you're a good fit. 
for the company, but they also want to, you also want to see that you're a good fit for them too. If they're going to be charging you, you know, a whole lot of money, they're going to have production requirements. They're going to have, you know, this or that, um, you know, if they're very hands-on and don't really let you have a whole lot of flexibility with your business, there's a lot of ways that you can kind of poke around and figure out if it's what you want or not. And that's what that time is for, um, for you to be able to decide that and which, which way you want to proceed. So, um, I highly recommend that feel free to reach out with me, you know, to me, if you have any questions about that, what to ask, what to look for, um, and everything like that. I'm always an open book. I'm always happy to share, you know, whatever, whatever you need. Um, my number is 361-463-1837. So call me or just, um, text me, You can also comment on any of my posts or whatever if you ever have questions and send me a direct message. Um, I'm always available and I always want to be able to educate. That's also another reason for this podcast and and why I do this. So um, I think I covered everything here. But like I said, if you have any questions, let me know. Um, And thank you guys for tuning in today.